What is up? What is up? Welcome to another episode of Blood and Beer, the show where we drink beer and we talk blood sport. I'm your host, Matt, and today, as always, we're going to be talking combat sports. There's a lot coming up this uh, this upcoming weekend. We have UFC Fight Night, Makachev versus Green. We have Bellator 275, Musasi versus Vanderford, and then one championship, Full Circle's got, they've got a card coming up. Um, we're going to be making our picks on the UFC fight. And then also, we're going to go over some boxing news and some other combat sports news before we wrap things up. <clears throat> All right, that was quick. As always, we're going to be drinking beer. We got two frozen glasses today. And the beers that we're going to be drinking, this one is a hometown beer by uh, the Y-City Brewing Company. It's blood orange. I thought it was fitting for our 10th episode we're having two beers because it's our 10th episode. So, shout out Hometown, Blood Orange, Y-City Brewing Company. We're going to see how this one looks. More of like a pinkish color. I suck at pouring because I messed that up big time. Right, I'm going to let that die down while I introduce the other beer. This is Einstock Olgerd. Icelandic white ale. I've never had an Icelandic beer in my life, but I'm sure it'll be scrumptious. It's not white, but it's it's the color of a light beer. I am jacking up these pours today. My goodness gracious. All right, so we'll let those simmer for a sec. Um, get the phone down because I'm sucking and then we'll test them out um, but while we're waiting for that we'll go ahead and jump into our first topic we have one championship Ray <clears throat> let me get his name right Reiner De Ritter versus Kjarman Abasov um, De Ritter's been the champ at one for a minute he's a beast I think he's a two division champ but I'm not positive um, dude's legit. He's actually been calling out UFC stars. Thinks he can beat Israel Adesanya because they're the same weight class. Um, that would be a fun matchup. But first, he's got Kierman Abasov in front of him. Abasov, um, he doesn't have a lot out there on the internet to kind of uh, research him. I haven't seen him fight live ever. But from what I have seen, the guy's aggressive. He He's strong. Um, he has good ground and pound, good wrestling. And he just puts a lot of pressure up. I think that would be his key to victory is to pressure and just kind of hold Ritter down, De Ritter down, and um, go for the control to get that victory. Probably a unanimous decision would be his only chance on that one. And then other fights on that card, um, I I don't know too many people in one. Um, it'd have to be somebody that used to fight in a U.S. organization for me to know them for the most part, unless they're really big time, like De Ritter or um, Christian Lee. Those guys, they're legit. Um, Rod Tang, you know, they're big dogs. All right. Foam still hasn't died down. I think I'm talking pretty fast. Um, who knows? Yeah, this is definitely a pink, pinkish orange beer for the blood orange. So, blood orange mixed together makes sense that it comes out that color and then the Icelandic is like a golden color golden to me at least um, 
Yeah, that looks pretty scrumptious. I wonder if it's going to taste like a light beer or what it's going to taste like. We'll let you know about both of them, of course. That's pretty good. Um, hoppy, kind of. Uh, not real juicy, so that's good because I wasn't looking to drink a flavored drink or anything like that. So that's a good beer. <clears throat> Give that one a seven. Seven flat. And as always, if you have suggestions for beers I should drink on the show, you let me know, and I will try them out. Now on to this Icelandic white ale. Let's see how this baby runs. It's a real easy drink, really easy drink. Um, tastes a little citrusy. Definitely a little citrusy. It's a pretty good beer. Um, We give it a 7-2, so a little bit better than the Y-City, not a whole lot. They're about the same, um, just a little bit better. <clears throat> Moving on, still drinking beer, but we're done talking beer. We have Bellator 275, Musasi versus Vanderford. Um, Musasi, absolute legend. He's been champion in Strike Force, uh, Cage Warriors, Bellator, Dream. He was the first and last, I think, middleweight champion there. And then Vanderford, he's undefeated at 11-0. Um, he's got great wrestling. He's got good pressure. Keeps you down When he gets you down, he keeps you there. He's got good ground and pound. Um, and that's his path to victory is to get Musasi down and go for ground and pound because I don't think you'll get submission on a guy like Musasi. He's just a vet over 50 fights. He's like 48-7. and seven. So you're not going to submit him easily. And... Vanderford, while he's good, he's still a little green with only 11 pro fights. Um, one of his big claims to fame is he's married to Paige Van Zant, who's social media star and former UFC fighter, current BKFC competitor. Um, so we'll have to see how the fight goes. His key to victory, though, is definitely to keep it on the ground and try to ride it out, whereas Musasi, um, he can pretty much do whatever he wants anywhere as long as he's not on the bottom. Or giving up his back, which I don't see him doing. Um, it should be a good matchup, though. We'll have to wait and see. And then the other fights on that card, just tune in because they had some good fights, some impressive people last time. Um, I don't know enough about the fighters that are on there, but it should be a pretty good card. <clears throat> yeah, definitely going to have to check that one out. Mm. 
that's on Showtime this Friday. Or Saturday, I believe. Yeah, Friday actually, the twenty fifth. So definitely give that a give that a look. Um, we're gonna take a brief break from the MMA game and talk boxing. Some things have been happening over the past week or so. Um, Kel Brooks he knocked out Amir Khan in the sixth round, so that uh, puts an end to their rivalry. I imagine Kel Brooks had good pressure. He was picking him apart with outside punches and just never really letting up. Um, he looked a lot better than Amir Khan. He just outclassed him, I thought. In the sixth round, when he got stopped by the referee, Kel Brooks just kind of looked like he was playing with him, showing the ref I can hit him from wherever. And didn't seem like he was putting the most power on his punches. They were kind of arm punches, but, I mean, it was over. They weren't, they weren't, you know, killer punches. When the ref stepped in, the ref could just tell Amir Khan wasn't able to defend himself against the damage that Kel Brooks was dealing out. So... <clears throat> Brooks looked great. Khan should probably hang the gloves up. Um, he looked like he's just not the same fighter he used to be. Chin's not there either. He didn't get knocked out cold, but I mean, you could see the damage with every shot. Other things happening in the boxing world. Tyson Fury, Dylan White, they have finally signed a contract to fight. Uh, Tyson Fury will be defending his lineal heavyweight title. And Dylan White has been saying he's wanted this fight for a while. I don't see this going in any sort of favor for Dylan White. Tyson Fury is the GOAT heavyweight boxer of this era. Um, you know, I don't know. I can't wait to watch the fight because Fury puts on wars and he goes out there and just shows. He's a competitor. He loves to show how much better he is than you or that he is better. Um, and I think he's just going to play with Dylan White and put him, you know, I think it'll probably be like a fourth, fifth round knockout, um, TKO type of thing, because Tyson Fury's just that good. The footwork, the hand speed, the defense, the evasiveness. The guy is the total package, and he's six foot nine or something, 270 pounds. The guy's, guy's legit. All right, and then upcoming fights that we have um, on the docket for this spring, really, that I'm looking forward to that have been announced. Uh, Josh Taylor, he's actually fighting this Saturday against Jack Cotterall, um, defending his title. And then White Fury, that's April 23rd. We have uh, Shakur Stevenson versus Oscar Valdez. That's on uh, April 30th. And Shakur Stevenson, you know, he's one of those guys that – he hasn't fought the toughest yet, but he's on his way up. He's got really good speed, really crisp boxing. Um, he, he's a dog. He's been a dog for a minute, just hasn't quite gotten the chance to show it out yet, but he will. His time's coming. <clears throat> All right. Now we're going to talk a little bit about this UFC fight night that's coming up. Um a lot of fights on the card. We're not going to talk all of them today, but we're going to talk the ones that are highly anticipated, that are intriguing, that, you know, to fights that I, I would bet on. And we'll go over that. We'll go over my picks for that, who you should bet on. And yeah, let me know what you think. Give me a holler. Give me a shout. So first, the first this fight card, let's get started. Uh, Islam Makachev versus Bobby Green. And um, the first fight I want to start off with is Terrence McKinney versus, let me get the first name right, Farah Ziam. Um, Ziam out of France, I want to say. 
he's a kickboxer. He's, you know, he's super talented. He can outpoint you. He can stop you. Um, McKinney's a hype train. He's only had one fight in the UFC, but he uh, knocked the guy out in seven seconds. And on top of that, in his 11 wins, he has seven first-round finishes. The guy knows how to finish, knows how to stop fights. He's a gamer. Um, and I just... His losses that he has on his record, he's like 11-3. and three. One of them's to Derek Minner, who's a UFC vet. Um, the other one's Sean Woodson on Dana White Contender Series one year. Um, another dog in the UFC. And then I didn't see who the third one was, but Terrence McKinney's the real deal. He's the underdog at uh, plus 110, I want to say. So that would be the pick I choose. He just seems like a more well-rounded fighter, whereas Ziam's a kickboxer. He, he can fight... His key to victory would definitely be staying on the outside and trying to pick you apart with a jab and body kicks, leg kicks, things like that. Um, whereas McKinney, he can he can hold his own in the stand-up. He can turn it into a boxing affair, dirty boxing, keep it in the clinch. If it goes to the ground, he's talented there as well. He's got submissions. So I, I'm picking McKinney as the underdog, plus 110. Not a huge payout, but you're, getting, you're doubling your money plus a little bit. And then... <clears throat> Next fight, I think this one's a uh, dark horse for fight of the night. Alejandro Perez versus Jonathan Martinez. They're both strikers. They both uh, they go out there to bang, and that's going to be a fun one to watch. Not a lot to say. I'm just, uh, you know, they're both great strikers. I think Perez is going to win, but, man, I don't know because everybody, you puncher's chance for either of them. I think Perez is going to take it, though. Definitely uh, definitely going to be a war. I think it's going to be back and forth, probably three rounds. Probably going to end up being like a 29-28 split decision. One clearly wins the first round. Second will be close. Third will be one, the other one clearly winning. One of those kind of fights. I think Perez, just being a vet, um, being through those wars, he's got a lot more fights than Martinez. He's been in the UFC since 2014. So that's my pick as a plus 190 underdog. So you're almost getting twice as much back on him. And that fight really could go either way. But with the with the odds going at plus 190 for Perez, I got to take him because the payout's too good with Jonathan Martinez being the heavy favorite like he is for some reason. Because I don't think it's that wide. It's not that closely contested. Or not that wide open. It's pretty closely contested. We'll have to see. <clears throat> All right, and then last one before we get into the co-main and the main events, we have Armin Tsarukian versus Joel Alvarez. Um, Armin is a really strong wrestler, really strong in the clinch, has good pressure. He shoots for a lot of takedowns, whether he'll get him or not, he's going to keep shooting. So he's going to play one game style and his only loss in the UFC is to Islam Makachev so the guy's no scrub I mean he's been walking through his other fighters and he's taking on Joel Alvarez who's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu ace he uh it's it's a style of matchups really um is Joel's Joel's uh jiu-jitsu gonna be able to take Tsukarian's um wrestling I don't think so I think that wrestling is gonna prevail in a unanimous decision victory on this one I'd pick Tukarian. He's a minus two twenty favorite, but I think that it's pretty, pretty clear cut that he's gonna walk away with that victory. So definitely wanna bet on Tukarian for that one. If you're doing a parlay, pick 
take to carry it. And on to the co-main event of the evening. We have Wellington Thurman. Beef Wellington Thurman, because the guy is so damn beefy. Versus Misha Serkarov. Um, Thurman, he's a little more stout. Uh, he's a pressure fighter in your face. He's got decent boxing, good jiu-jitsu, and he's got power. Both of them are kind of on a rough patch right now. I think three and two in their last couple fights for both men. Um, I think just because uh, Thurman has a better pedigree in jiu-jitsu, I want to say, and his pressure, I think he's going to be able to take out Serkinov. And he has, he has, uh, he's younger. He's, I think his chin's just held up better over time so far versus Serkinov, who's getting towards the later part of his career. Um, going to be a good fight, but I would pick Thurman as an underdog at plus 100, I want to say. Yeah, plus 100. So it's basically a pick him, but take Thurman on it because I just. Serkinov's last fight was to Christoph Jocko, and he lost that. And Jocko, no scrub, but he's definitely not the dog he used to be. And if Jocko can knock you out, I think Thurman can knock you out or get you hurt enough to take you out on the ground. Um, there's bigger Brazilian jiu-jitsu aces. Not that he's an ace, but he's a beast on the ground. Um, they really know just how to finish. They can get guillotines from just about anywhere or switch to a rear naked. Um, and you see him do other crazy chokes also. So Wellington Thurman outmuscles him. Probably a submission. Alrighty. Can I update my score? I think that this one's better. We're gonna go with seven six. Yeah, 7-6. That's really good. I don't know. Maybe the chug at the beginning kind of threw it off. That's a 7-6. Hard 7-6. All right. Main event. Islam Makachev versus Bobby Green. It was originally slated to be Islam versus Benil Dariush. Um, just about a week ago, Dariush had a major injury, had to pull out of the fight. It was a leg or ankle injury. I think they said he cracked his fibula or tibula i forget which one's in your leg but he he snapped it broke it nasty injury um which sucks for Dariush. obviously hope he gets well soon um islam it sucks for him because everybody he's been supposed to fight has had to pull out due to injury last minute so he keeps getting replacements and people keep using that to dog on his record saying he hasn't beaten anybody which i mean yeah, you can say he hasn't beaten anybody that's in the top five, I don't think, or even top ten, really, because Dan Hooker's dropping out of the weight class. Um, not his fault, though. I mean, he's game to fight anyone. It's just no one will fight him. Um, Bobby Green steps in 10 days' notice and says, yeah, I'll fight him. He just fought 14 days before this fight's going to happen on the last UFC pay-per-view February 12th, and he looked amazing against Nasrat Hakbaras. And he's going to have to cut like 35 pounds to get to this uh, get to this weight that he needs to for the fight. It's going to be tough. 
And Makachev, obviously the heavy favorite, just because of, you know, Khabib's pupil. He's been training for it, short notice. Um, he's got that suffocating wrestling with the amazing grappling where he can get a submission just about anywhere. But Bobby Green's boxing is really, really great. And he's got good power. It can knock you out. He throws from a weird angle. And I think he's going to go in there, and I don't think he's going to respect Makachev like the other ones have. Um, I think he's just going to try to swing hands. I mean, I may be wrong. I'm picking Makachev to win, but I think there's a really good chance Bobby Green gets the knockout. And you can clip this. If uh, this is gonna, this is gonna be every. I'm gonna clip this and put it everywhere if Bobby Green gets it because he's got a really good chance of getting this knockout against Islam Makachev. Um, Makachev's only loss is by knockout, but Bobby Green. I just read an article today or an interview where he said. I'm going to go in there and show these other lightweights what it's like when a gangster fights Makachev. He's going to go in there, punch him in the face. He says, I don't, you know, I don't give a fuck about what Makachev has in his wheelhouse. I, I know what I have, and I love that, that, you know, he's going in knowing he's a puncher. He's got a, he's got a puncher's chance. That's for damn sure. Dude's a dog. I'd love to see Bobby Green pull it out for the U.S. of A. Um, I'm picking Makachev. But if you have some spare money lying around to throw a bet down, throw it on Bobby Green. He's a plus five fifty underdog at the time of this filming, and you're gonna get a hell of pay. You're gonna get hell of money back. I mean, you put fifty bucks down, you're getting like you're getting two fifty, two two yeah, two seventy five plus back. So you're gonna get a total of three twenty five if you put fifty down. Um, good bet because I think he's. I just got a feeling he's the man to do it. He don't give a fuck. And I also, one more thing I read about Bobby Green, he was talking about, um, or not, yeah, I mean, he was talking about it, but someone else was also, where he grew up in foster homes, his parents weren't physically, or just they weren't fit to raise him, they had a lot going on in their lives, so he grew up in foster homes, and um, his dad that raised him in the foster system, he brought him out there, and he just He's like, you know, it doesn't matter where you came, come from, what skin color you are, what matters is in here. And he just seems like a really solid dude. He, um, Yeah, Bobby Green, he's had a rough life, and he's making the most of it now in the UFC. And I, I'd love to see this guy go out there and take Makachev's ranking, um, burst into the top ten at least. And it's going to be a war, I think. If not, Makachev's gonna take him down and submit him early, but let's hope that it's uh let's hope that it's Bobby Green's night. Alright. And then wrapping things up, um, we're just gonna go over some more combat sports news. That's my little pupper walking. And my fiance walking by. Here, try this. It's the one that you got at Winter Run Twice City that I didn't get to try. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, wrapping things up, we'll go over some more combat sports news and then uh, we'll finish things off here. But last week we had a UFC fight night Walker versus Jamal Hill. We had Abdul. Al, we, Abdul Razak Al Hassan, 
versus Joaquin Buckley. And it turns out Al-Hassan broke a rib in that fight in the second round, actually. And um, that really makes his third round performance that much more impressive. He um, he had a lot of judo throws, was maintaining the takedowns, doing well in the clinch. So doing that with the broken rib, that's impressive. I hate to hear it coming after so many other excuses saying he got injured in his training camp and he got COVID and all this, that, and the other. Those things suck. I just hate when they come out after you lose because nobody ever talks about that stuff when they win. I don't know. Um, Logan Paul and Arnold Schwarzenegger are co-promoting or putting on a slap fighting championship. You know, the one where they stand at a like an arm wrestling table and they just smack each other in the face with the powder on their hands. They're, uh, they're th- putting one of those on March 5th in Columbus, Ohio. So... Might have to head up to that one and check that out because that'll be hilarious. Um, Logan Paul's on record saying, you know, how crazy is this? I'm doing it just because of the absurdity of it. Two men just slapping each other in the face until they fall. It's really the craziest sport in the world. Worse than bare knuckle, I think. I mean, just standing there and getting smacked in the fucking face. Fucking nuts. All right, Mike Perry, bare knuckle. Speaking of, uh, Mike Perry is. Come here, pup. Sorry, my puppy's looking for her seat. Mike Perry is uh, calling for a title shot against Tiago Alves and Bare Knuckle Fight Club. Give it to him. He's a UFC pro. He'd be. He's got a good following. And that'd be a good way to get a bigger following for Bare Knuckle Fight Club. Um, he also said when he was fighting Julian Lane, he was expecting like one shot and his hands start hurting. He said it wasn't really like that fighting him. When he was fighting him, it was, you know, every every punch, it started hurting worse and worse to where at the end of the fight, he just didn't even want to throw punches because his hands hurt so bad. I don't know. Uh, I'd like to see Mike Perry do some major, major things and Bare Knuckle Fight Club. So hopefully he can get that title shot, get that victory, and keep the hype train rolling. He won his Triller event, and now he won his Bare Knuckle debut. Let's see what else we got for Mike, Mike Platinum Perry. All right. Paul Daly has his retirement fight set for U- uh, UFC. That's a long shot, Paul. Um, for Bellator in London, and he's fighting the guy that broke the other dude's ribs with a spinning back kick in about 40 seconds of his last weekend's fight in Bellator, uh, Andre Koreshkov. And, hell yeah, Paul Daly's a banger. Don't know enough about Koreshkov. Probably should, because I know he's a form, former Bellator champ. That's May 13th in London, and I'm sure that it'll be on the Showtime app if you're watching Bellator. That'll be a fun one to check out. Paul Daly puts on wars, win or lose. He's fun to watch. And then other things going on. Jamal Hill, Vulcan Oldzamir. Uh, Vulcan is a solid UFC light heavyweight, but not not the upper echelon. He lost to Yuri Prohaska, and I forget who his other loss was in his last fight. But he's talking shit to Jamal Hill, saying I still don't. I'm still doubting him. I don't think he's a real deal. And Jamal's like. 
listen, you lost by you lost to some guy in their UFC debut and someone else in your last fight. I'm gonna kick you out of the UFC when I beat you. I think that's a bad matchup for Ozdemir. Um, I just think that Jamal Hill's that hype train. He's not gonna let someone like Ozdemir, who's also a striker. He's got good wrestling, but not enough to mess with someone like Jamal Hill. Good matchup for Hill to move up the rankings even more, get further or get closer to that uh, top five spot to where you can start calling for the the belt and start calling for those matchups. They both want the fight. Give it to him. Let's let's get a date. UFC. His last fight was only like three minutes. So let's get a date. He's not hurt. He's just needs a couple weeks to rest between camps. And then finally, Darren Till training with Hamzat Chmaev. Um, said Hamzat kicked his ass. Uh, the videos were hilarious. Hamzat's calling him fat. Darren Till looked a little fat. I saw a bunch of memes where people blew up Darren Till's face. Um, you know, the guy's coming off of an ACL injury. He's probably been sitting on the couch for a while. But uh, it was funny. And then Darren Till says that he's eager to come back to the UFC and get a fight. He just would prefer it not to be a main event. He'd like to ease into things, you know, just with an injury. You don't want a five-rounder right off the bat. And he looked like he was out of shape also, which makes sense. So, can't wait to see Darren Till fight. He has been losing a lot lately, but maybe it was because of injury and matchups. Give him somebody in the bottom 10 of the top 10. Like the bottom, bottom 10 of the top 10. Bottom 5 of the top 10. Darren Till is a dog. He just needs to work his way up to it. Get get his confidence back. He's been losing a lot. All right. And then, as always, I appreciate you for tuning in. If you uh, could give me a like, comment, and subscribe. Comment your thoughts. If you have good beers that you think will be a 10, comment them. I need to know. And again, as always, don't give me Coors Light, Bud Light, Bush Light. None of that. We don't want that. Um, give me some good beers. doesn't have to be an ale. can be a lager. can be a stout. can be... Something I ain't ever heard of. I'd like to do a flight on the show sometime. You know, the four eight ounces. We'll have to see. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. As always, um, this has been Blood and Beer. I'm drinking Blood Orange by Y-City Brewing Company. If you live in the Muskingum County area, it's on Linden Avenue. And they have a lot of great beers there. All brewed by the man that works, works the bar. It's delicious. So... Go check it out. It's on Linden Avenue next to the, uh, I think it's La, Caba, La Cabra's Tacos, where the old Smiling Goat used to be, as everyone would know it as, or right across from Cozy's. Thanks for tuning in.